Hey everybody, it's Against Saturdays with Connor and Beeb. That's me. Um, every Saturday I do a sort of informal, kind of personal episode of Against Everyone with Connor and Beeb. Um, and uh, you can support this show by going to patreon.com forward slash Connor and Beeb. Um, before I start on this episode, which is just going to be talking about 2018 and some of the experiences I had um, and ways that you can sort of access some of those experiences through reading, through movies, that kind of stuff. Um, I wanted to tell you that on the 1st, I'm going to be announcing a new online course, which is taking place on the 20th. I'm not going to talk about it now, um, but I am going to talk about it on the episode that comes out on the 1st, which is this coming Tuesday. Um, this episode is coming out a little late today. Um, usually I post them in the morning uh, because I was recording um, an episode also uh, this morning with a guest. And I want you to know that in January, I'm doing a bunch of the state of blank in 2019. So I have a state of philosophy in 2019, the state of sexuality in 2019, the state of queerness in 2019, um, the state of geopolitics in 2019. And so these are all going to be with people that are experts in those areas, um, some that will be familiar to you um, from the show already, and some that may not be. So uh, that's what I was doing this morning. And uh, yeah, so without further ado, some stuff that happened in 2018 that I think uh, I can tell you stuff to sort of dig into to look at more. Um, one of the first things that I want to talk about uh, is... Uh, my deepening appreciation and relationship with Wilhelm Reich. Wilhelm Reich uh, is a psychoanalyst um, and a student of Freud's, and uh, he's <laughs> he is sort of known by occultists because Robert Anton Wilson um, brought him to prominence. He's also known by leftists because he did a lot of work with Marxists and labor stuff uh, in his life. And uh, he's also sort of condemned as a whack-a-doodle. Um, <laughs> and he died uh, in incarceration. The FBI burned all his research papers, all that. Well, this year, um, as part of a three-month road trip around the country uh, that I took from August to November, driving around, recording episodes, seeing uh, old friends, um, seeing places I'd never seen before, I... Um, visited the Wilhelm Reich Museum in Maine, and it's basically his laboratory and where he lived, and it was an incredible experience. Um, I'm going to be talking about Wilhelm Reich a lot more on the show. I have a whole episode about him coming up uh, with uh, an expert in Wilhelm Reichness, and um, one of the things that happened with Wilhelm Reich this year is that a lot of his papers were re-released, and uh, you know they were in a they were in a vault, so the FBI burned a lot of his papers. But he had copies, and he had some other ones of his experimental work. And now they're at Harvard, and it's plain to see, as many people who are doing this research, that he was not kind of whacked out. That he had, uh, even from just general science uh, standards, that he really had something going on that was important and valuable and profound. So I would encourage everybody to sort of reinvest a little bit of time reading. Wilhelm Reich, um, reading about him. Uh, the latest book, I think, to hit the scene, which is really incredible, is called Wilhelm Reich Biologist by James Strick. There's also um, 
you know, just a, I think there have been some books on him lately, Adventures in the Orgasmatron, but I think that that's a, I don't know that book, I haven't read it, but I've heard that it's a bit dismissive of his work. And it happened, I think, pre-archives uh, opening up. Um, why he's become so important to me again is I've been trying to work on this line uh, between making sure we keep sex in the conversation of our politics. And really, he's one of the few people that just did that again and again and again without... Uh, without fail and he also um he he also found his way into things that we would think of as a cult now and ufology and all that um so he's a really inspirational figure for me and having gone to the museum and gotten a tour uh i'm very uh excited to say that he is worth a real deep look right now i talk about that more in a podcast uh not my own that's coming out in the first week or so uh that i think a lot of you will be excited to hear um (laughs) because i've been on the podcast before and it's one of my favorite ones to do um so that's number one the second thing is i reread um the most dangerous book by kevin birmingham the most dangerous book is about the publication of ulysses by james joyce i encourage everybody to read this amazing book it's one of the best books i've ever read and it doesn't matter if you've read ulysses or even if you like james joyce um, or say you read Portrait of the Artist and you weren't into it or whatever. This book is incredible. It's about a sort of network of anarchists, of feminists, of literary legends uh, in the battle against obscenity laws, in the battle against uh, you know um, censorship of a great work that is undeniably great. And people love to dunk on Ulysses all the time and I will just say, if you're not, <laughs> you're not smart enough to not like Ulysses, read it until you like it, and then once you like it, if you want to decide that you don't like it, then I'll believe you. But otherwise, um, this book is really something incredible, and every book after it uh, really pales in comparison, every, every novel after it. It's really something, and sort of reading that book and reinvigorating my interest in uh, Ulysses, which has been long been an interest of mine. Um, I taught a course called Reading Ulysses with Connor Beeb, and um, it was a six-week course, and I'm going to uh, plan on doing it again in uh, 2019, um, in June. So it started on Bloomsday, which is the day that the book takes place. But one of the reasons why it was so important to me is no other book so celebrates the, uh, the intensity of being an individual as that book. It is a book of crazy, crazy individualist anarchism, but it doesn't do it by presenting a philosophy. It simply does it by presenting experience and phenomena of being human. So if you're not ready to read Ulysses, that's fine, but I do urge you to read The Most Dangerous Book by Kevin Birmingham. Um, also, you know, I did this episode uh, this year with uh, Tim Kinsella from Joan of Arc. Um, Tim has been uh, one of my idols for a long time. Uh, his sort of steadfastness in creating experimental music and uh, that's been condemned by reviewers and hated for being so pretentious. You know, Tim 
um, has been doing this for decades now. Um, so I encourage you to check out that episode, but I want to say he has a song um, with one of his many bands. Um, so he's, you know, in Cap and Jazz, and uh, he is in Make Believe and Joan of Arc, and uh, he was also in a band called Owls. And Owls have a song called uh, Everyone Is My Friend. And um, Everyone Is My Friend is a really important song to me in 2018 because the lyrics are, I know what I have to do and do it. I know what I have to do and do it, but I don't know what it is until it's done. So I took that lesson to heart this year. Having so many intense spiritual experiences this year, some of which are just would sound crazy to you. So I, you know, they sound crazy to me. And so I, you know, out of sort of compassion for you and myself, I'm not going to try to communicate those experiences now in a contextless short episode of my show, um, but also to honor the experiences themselves and think about them in an intimate way. I'm not going to go into them, but uh, I was keyed into this principle of the clarity of the urge, the clarity of desire and drive. I know what I have to do, but I don't know what it is until it's done. Sometimes even then you don't know, but you get kind of a good feel for it. And so that song was my anthem for this year, even though I only really started re-listening to it, but I listened to it many times uh, as soon as I knew that I was going to have Tim on the show. And, you know, I, I hope that you listen to that show, even if you don't really know his music or you don't know him, um, because it, a lot of it is about the occult and longing and how we make art and all that, and uh, it's a really important episode to me. Um, I also um, read a book called uh, Angels in My Hair by Lorna Byrne. So, um, you know, I discovered Lorna Byrne uh, a long time ago without knowing it. I was in uh, England and I saw this panel TV show, and it was all sort of normies, normal people, <laughs> and then this woman talking about angels, and I thought, well, what is she doing? But she sounded so sweet and caring, you know, and uh, I thought, you know, as I often do, I'm like, is this person just to sort of hoax her, like, what's going on? But she seemed really sort of genuine, Then I couldn't ever find her name again. I lost track of her. You know, there's so many angel people, I couldn't just easily look her up when all I had was, like, angel woman. Um, she reappeared in a book by Mark Booth called The Sacred History. In fact, he refers to her as one of the sources for the wisdom in that book, which is a book about, uh, you know, the, the world according to mystics and occultists. He also wrote a book called The Secret History of the World as Laid Down by the Secret Societies, which is incredible. But there, this woman's name appeared, and I'm just sort of, oh, Lorna Byrne, that's her. So I read Angels in My Hair, and it's one of those really fascinating books where it's so simple, it's so good-natured and caring, and if you read it and don't know a lot about the occult uh, or a lot about, you know, spiritual hierarchy, you read it and you think, this is bullshit. Um, or, or similarly, you might read it and think, uh, oh my gosh, you know, this is it. Everything about it is amazing, but not really connect to uh, the truth of it, just sort of in this new age way, just accept it uh, part, you know, f fool. Um, but, and if you know a little bit about the occult, you'd still reject it. But then when you sort of know a bit 
more. I'm not saying I'm some brilliant person um, and who knows everything about the occult, but I've been in it for a long time. Uh, there's so many things there. There's so much there for you. It's a really beautiful book um, with stories simply told by Lorna with the help of, a, I think, a co-author because she's, I believe, dyslexic. So she had some help there. So if you can stand a good-natured book about the occult, uh, maybe go check that book out. Um, <laughs> I uh, also deepen my investment in this spiritual teacher, Doskalos. Doskalos is a, Cypri, a Cypriot. <laughs> he lived in Cyprus, and he was a healer. He died uh not too long ago, but he was known as this incredible healer, a bit sort of like Paquita, who um, who uh, was the healer that Alejandro Jodorowsky studied under. And um, I found people that were carrying out his studies, carrying out his work uh, in the world, and I begin to connect and deepen my connection to them. Um, I don't really want to go into that too much, but I invite you to look into Daskalos on your own. There's a great book about him called The Magus of Strovalos. Um, there are a lot of books about Daskalos, but that's the only one that kind of is by an outsider um, that's not sort of in the circle doing the work. That is really the one that's the most worth reading. But the other books, even by the same author, go off the rails, and he just starts making shit up. Um, and Daskalos and people close to him are like, uh, you know, there's stuff in that first book even that isn't completely true, but, you know, it's pretty good, and it's brought a lot of people to Daskalos' teachings. But beyond that, eh. um, So I deepened my engagement uh, with him. I deepened my engagement with feminism um, and understanding what patriarchy is by doing the episode of my show with Mona El-Tahawi. Um, I know that that episode is out there for you all to listen to, and it's quite recent. Um, but I will say beyond uh, that, you should know that I drove up to Montreal. Um, I met Mona at 11 o'clock in the morning, and I left at uh, midnight, well, like 12.30. And we talked the entire time. I do not mean we talked, you know, and then stopped and then took a break. We really, really did talk the entire time, walking and talking, eating and talking, having coffee and talking, having wine and talking, going to the bookstore and talking, um, having dinner with her partner, talking, doing the show and talking. And we really just went in and out of every possible uh, gendered sexual issue that I could possibly think of. Um, it was really an intense gift, and I'm so happy to have experienced that time with Mona. And we remain really good friends and touch with each other, but we don't live in the same place. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, listen to it. I am so proud of it. Um, so proud to be able to share that conversation with myself and another Arab as well. That means something. I did another episode with Lexi Alexander, which is also, uh, I'm so excited to have done that. And with Rabi Alamadine, uh, the author. So I'm very happy to have other Arabs on the show because, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm representing, but, uh, I'm not representative. <laughs> um, and, uh, I saw a lot of great movies this year that I want you to see. Um, you know, Hereditary obviously has real occult um, value, uh, and I think that that's worth checking out. Um, 
just see it on your own and you can appreciate it. <laughs> but also movies that I really loved. Uh, so I am just going to tell you movies I loved. A Star is Born, Annihilation, Leave No Trace, First Reform, Suspiria. And the movies that didn't come out this year that I loved, I Saw the Devil. I, I watched uh, Society, which is from, <laughs> from the 80s, I think. which a bizarre, bizarre, bizarre horror movie. I watched Backcountry, a horror movie about people camping. And Kess, uh, a movie about a guy, a boy who kind of adopts a, a wounded kestrel. Oof, that is an intense movie. Uh, it's beautiful. Um, I will also say that, you know, I did this road trip for three months and uh, I want to talk more about that in a future episode, but I want to just say I had a lot uh, of rest area encounters. Um, so people think that those are a thing of the past, but they're not. <laughs> um, it was really uh, incredible. Um, incredible, actually. That kind of stuff has so much value to me. And I wrote an essay a long time ago called uh, Rest Stop confidential or rest area confidential i forgot the exact title but it was on salon.com one of the earlier essays that i wrote um and uh you can sort of look into those experiences there um anything else i want to tell you about uh let's see aquaman and call me by your name are tied for worst films i've ever seen uh, certainly worst movies i saw this year um they're really bottom of the barrel. Sorry, folks. Uh, if you like them, I don't know what you're thinking. Um, and uh, I think that's all I'm going to say right now. I, You know, these kinds of things, they get so listy. This is the best of this. This is the best of that. These are just experiences I had this year that I liked, that were profound and important to me. And um, there's so many more that I could tell you about, of course. Oh, I got a poem published called Animal Door. Um and it was published as part of a coffee, there's like a coffee distribution service that puts a poem in each uh, bag of coffee, and my poem was selected as uh, the poem called Animal Door, and I did a Patreon post on it, but it was nice to get published as a poet. Um, I, I write poems and I write stories all the time, but I haven't published any, I've only published nonfiction, so that uh, was really awesome, too. So much more to talk about, um, spiritual experiences, so deep and intense. But that podcast that I mentioned before that I talk about Wilhelm Reich on, I also talk about the spiritual experiences to some extent. So uh, that's coming out soon. And uh, I think you, I don't want to ruin it for you, if that is any uh, indication to what it is. Um, all right. Again, please support the Patreon. Check the episode next Tuesday and the Patreon tuesdaypatreon.com forward slash Connor Beeb for information on my upcoming online course, uh, the first of 2019. I'm really, really excited to offer it to you and it has two very special guests on board. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening and I'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs>